this is the secret, came the voice to me, as the whisper of a gentle breeze. These words, I will. I love BJ's quote in this from Bigness of Fell Within when he says, how can you find me even as you're finding me now? First, you must awaken and then seek. And when you have found, you must learn to control. So what does that mean? What that means to me is that, that you guys came here because you want to become chiropractors. Whether you want to take care of kids or adults or seniors or sports or whatever, immaterial. You came here for a mission, right? The mission was to become a chiropractor. That's the first step here, right? It says awaken, you awaken, you say, why am I doing this because of that? Then seek, that's what you're doing right now as you're here at the university, you are now Seeking that education, seeking that opportunity. There's someone, a new patient came to me uh, yesterday, <clears throat> and apparently one of his neighbor's uh, kids comes here. Uh, and he said, It costs, I heard it costs $300,000 for your education at the university. I said, Yeah, that's called your ticket in. Right? You want in, it's going to cost some money. Right? You want to see, like, Taylor Swift, it's going to cost you 150 bucks to go see Taylor Swift at Phillips Radio. It's just the way it is. I don't want to pay 150 bucks. Well, then you're not going to see it. Right? I don't want to pay 250,000. Well, then you're not going to become a chiropractor. Right? In order to do something, it's going to cost something. There's no way around it. It's just the way it is. And he said, yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. I said, I get that. But if it, if it was cheap, then how good would the education be? Right? If it was cheap, how valuable would the education be? Right? That's why it takes three and a half years, all these hours of education, all this kind of time, it's your ticket in. There's got to be a gate, right? <clears throat> and at 300 grand, that's the gatekeeper. So not everybody can get through that. So that you guys are where you are at right now, you guys are like almost through, right? So that's your seeking. So first you awaken, then you seek. And then you found, right? Now you're looking at the most control. That's what we do at the last part of your education is learning to control, right? Now they, they let you loose in the clinic. They're actually touching real people instead of touching, you know, adjusting each other. <clears throat> and this is now when you learn to take all the stuff that you've done and now put it into action, right? <clears throat> Get control to me means action. Here's just an example of what kind of things can happen with the action that you did, or that you're going to do. <clears throat> so on Monday night, actually Monday afternoon, a new patient comes in. She's 41 weeks pregnant. And she says, I, and I've never seen her before, and she said, I feel like I need an adjustment. I feel like my alignment is really off, and if I get adjusted, it's going to kick me in the leg. Sure. No problem. I like that. Uh, so we examined her, and she was absolutely right. Her alignment was really off. Her hip was high on one side, shoulder high on the other side. Her hips were way forward like this. So she was, I, I, and I illustrate this to her. Like, Look at your, here's a mirror, look at your posture, right? Look at, think about how this is affecting the way your, your uterus wants to start contracting. <clears throat> so, uh, we examined her. I do not adjust in the first visit, it's my thing. I do not like adjusting the first time. I said, for you though, I want, you, I want to adjust you today, but you have to come back. I will not adjust right there, because otherwise the whole hour exam I just did is worthless. Do all this kind of shit, I'm really sliding down to get adjusted. Right? That's not how it works. <clears throat> if you want to really get someone to understand what chiropractic is, you've got to give them time to leave the office, let it percolate in their brains, then they come back with a better understanding of 
Because now, you do a step one thing is your examination, and your step two thing is your adjustment, and they have time in between to percolate. If you don't give that time to percolate, then you might get the, an adjustment or two in, but you're not going to get the idea of longevity of chiropractic care. You're not going to get them to understand, like, they've been listening to you for an hour, and then you, you try to do a report of findings after that. They, they don't hear you anymore, right? You're, they're just like, just get to the adjustment, right? But if you give them a break, and then they come back, and then you explain re again what chiropractic is, then they've had a time to let it seep in so that you are able to get to their up to their understanding of it. So she comes back later that night, did a report of findings, showed her, we, we, we created a nice report for her, showed her how her spine is such a mess, etc. gave her her first adjustment, and then because it was kind of late, usually I call my patients after that first adjustment. Super important, make sure you do this for every single new patient that you ever adjust, even here in clinic, even if it's in student clinic, Call them after their first adjustment. And <clears throat> the question you ask is not, how are you feeling? What's the question you want to ask? What's a better question than how are you feeling? That's going to make them think chiropractically versus allopathically. What did you think of your first experience? Do you have any questions? What did you think of your first experience? Way better, because trust me, if they're hurting, they can tell you, oh, I'm hurting, right? But here's, here's what you do to pre-frame everything. Before you, before you actually give them that first adjustment, regardless if they've adjusted a thousand times or never before, you have to say one of three things are going to happen. I call it three things. So either three things might happen. Not, uh, most of the time, nothing. So expect nothing. Right? That's the most common thing that's going to happen in your first nothing. Number two, amazing things. I hope that's you, but I can't predict. I don't push the ball. I have no idea. So maybe it's going to be you, but I have no idea. And number three, it is possible to get sore. <clears throat> or in kids, it's possible for them to get irritable or get sleepy. Because we are, this is a brain-based adjustment system that we're talking about. So you might have some sort of reaction. <clears throat> this way, when you call them that day, that night, whatever, and say, what did you think of your first experience? No matter what happened to them, you have the answer. Right? So if they say, I don't feel any different, but that's exactly what you told me. If they say, wow, I feel amazingly better. Well, excellent. That's exactly what we talked about, right? And they say, oh, God, I feel a little sore. Yeah, we talked about that. Right? So you cover all your bases. Right? So you're a hero in every single case, which is why I like that. So anyway, so I called her that night. I adjusted her. I called her. Uh, that night she didn't answer. I'm like, okay, you know, she's busy. So then I said, the next night, it's like 8.30, she has another kid. So I didn't want to wake the other kid. So I said, I, I, I texted a, a text uh, system that we use. So I texted her the next morning around 11. I figured that missed the kids up by that time. Uh, never expecting this answer that came back. And her answer was, we had the baby at 5 in the morning. Right? So, and she said, thank you so much for your help, and we'll bring the baby in and myself in next week sometime. Right? So this, so you want to know what you're doing to awaken, seek, found the control, this is it. Right? It's that kind of thing that you want to happen. That's what you're creating right now. You're creating that future if you're in pediatrics. 
if you're in sports, you're going to create the, the situation. I had this a few years ago where I had this really, really big uh, powerlifting guy, and um, he had been to a bunch of, he had been to medical doctors, physical therapists, and orthopedic surgeons, all that kind of stuff. He said, I've had this horrible pain over here. And first, when it first started happening, I thought it was like a heart attack. So I went to the ER, and they said, it's not a heart attack. They don't know what it is. So they sent me to my doctor. They sent me to a PT, all that kind of stuff. And guess what it was? It was T4 and T4 rib, right? And so I, I'm an activator character. So I, I take out my activator when I'm in my report class. So this is one of the use of adjusting. He said, I've adjusted before. Like, you got, you, I'm coming to you as a reputation, but you're kind of small compared to this guy's big dude. Like, he's like a, a door. It's the size of a door. Um, and he's like, that is not going to work. I said, trust me, it's going to work. He said, how can it possibly work? Look at me. I am like one giant muscle, right? Um, he's a, a champion powerlifter. I said, I'm telling you, it's going to work. He's going to give it a chance. I said, it's not about force. It's about finesse. It's about knowing where the subluxation is and putting it with the right force and the right direction at the right time with the right intent. That's what this is about. It's not about how much I can force your spine to go to line. That has nothing to do with it. He said, you know what? Because your reputation will be shot. So I adjusted him with the activator, and also just one of his ribs, like the, the fourth rib in the front, right by his sternum, I adjusted that too. And I called up that night, and I said, so what did you think of your first experience? He said, you're a miracle worker. He said, so I spent like several, like $10,000 between his hospital, the ER, the EKGs, all his other doctors, physical therapy for a month. Nobody's touched anything like you did. He said, in one adjustment, I'm already like 90% better. He said, also, Wednesday, he came again on a Friday. He had his meet on a Saturday, one of the yeah. Right? So, so those of you who get tired of me talking about kids, <clears throat> there's a non-kid you know, thing. But this is, what, this is why you are here. Right? We are here for a reason. We're here for a calling. Maybe you have forgotten that after this many quarters of being beaten up with all the sciences and all the other stuff that you're getting and OSCEs and boards and all this kind of thing, maybe you have forgotten a little bit of why it is that you're here. I'm here to remind you of why it is that you're here. It's because we have this goal to take care of people, right? So the fact that you got OSCEs and the fact that you got boards and you have all these midterms coming up and blah, 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 that's just part of the ticket in, right? Just like if you go see Taylor Swift, you know, you have to have, so if you're using your purse, it has to be a clear purse, you can't hold any of your pockets, you can't bring anything. There's all these little steps, and you've got to go through this line, and you got to take out your phone and show them their app that has a ticket on it, and you got to go through all these steps to get to see Taylor Swift in order for you to become a chiropractor. There's all these steps that you got to do, but then when you finally become a chiropractor, when you finally see Taylor Swift, now you're like, this is why I'm here, because I want to hear her sing, right? And in this case, it's not that you want to hear someone sing, but you want to hear the amazing miracles that are happening under your hands, whether you're using an activator or you're using your hands or whatever kind of adjustments you do. The amazing things that are going to happen because of putting, putting three things together, essentially, you're putting your head, Right? All this brain work that you've done over the last bunch of years. Right? Your heart, because you love people, which is why you're here. Because if you didn't like people, you probably wouldn't be sitting here. And your hands, the talent that you've created in your hands. 
even if right now you feel your guests aren't very talented, they are very talented. They are way more talented than most people's hands. Right? And just as an aside, <clears throat> Dr. Larry Webster, the finance committee, was my teacher and mentor for years until he passed on uh, untimely in 1997. But one of the things that he said, which I'm going to pass on to you, which I think is super important, is <clears throat> because this is what's going on with me. He said, if your non-dominant hand is relatively useless, right? If, like if you're a righty and your left hand is like pretty much hardly, I can try to adjust as a right versus your right hand. He said, you better change that. You better change that. So start brushing your teeth with your left hand. Start eating with your left hand. You'll start doing things that you know would do with your left hand or your right hand if you're a lefty. To train your hand to become stronger. <clears throat> number one. He said number two, one of the most important things you need to, to learn is the thrust. He said that all the poses that you do, he said that's really important, but anybody can monkey those things. The key thing is the thrust. Practice a hundred thrusts a day. If you don't feel like you have good cervical thrust and good thoracic or good lumbar thrust with your hands, practice a hundred thrusts a day on the couch pillows. Boom, boom, boom. Practice a hundred thrusts a day to get that thrust to be in just as good as your pose. Because if your pose is good, but you don't know how to thrust, then you're sitting there on your patient going like, now what? Right? But if your thrust is good, if you, if you, if you learn to fire your pecs and your triceps and your delts the right way, if you learn to fire them that way, then you have power and you, have, and you, you can create an amazing amount of force in a very small like, amplitude, right? And that's what creates a great adjustment. <clears throat> so I recommend, as you're heading towards the, the tail end of your education, right, that's the control. That's the control, is that you're taking all these things, you put it into action, but if you don't feel like you're very good at the, at the actual adjusting part, Right, then start getting that good. Start getting that left or non-dominant hand good by brushing your teeth or <clears throat> you know eating or whatever with your left hand. If you don't feel like, if you feel like I'm really not very good at, like I don't know how to thrust very well. I, that's the hardest part. Like I can get a thrust maybe, but lumbar and cervical is kind of hard. Well, it's the thrust. It's not your poseology. It's not have a better necessary, you know, better pose. It's a better thrust. So practice those things. That's the control. That's what you want to do as you get closer and closer to the end product here, which is your graduation.